Welcome, this is Couples Counseling for Parents. A show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. And I'm Erin Mitchell. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to have that difficult conversation about parenting styles. <laughs> if we had like filler music, it'd be the dun dun. dun, dun yes, dun. exactly. You knew what I was thinking. This very pregnant pause in terms of like, oh no, let's not have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's something that comes up so often. We hear this all of the time. And something that feels really important about this conversation is it's not just with um, parents with newborns or it's not just with parents with um, a one-year-old, or it's not just with or parents with toddlers or middle or schoolers. Adolescents. Or, mm-hmm. This is something that you have to continue to be talking about. It's not like you get to have this conversation once and it goes away, unless you do what we're going to try to help you do, is figure out how to have the conversation. Yeah, the process of having this difficult conversation. Because I do think that you know, parenting partners are always trying to figure out how to parent. Um, as their kids, as you're saying, go through each new developmental stage, developmental phase, new needs, you know, whatever it might be. Um, this is always a conversation that is there. And, and there is, in what we're sharing today, a process to be able to approach this to kind of figure out what works for you. So again, we're not trying to espouse a particular type of parenting or anything like that, but more of um, how do you approach this with your partner and, and determining something that works for you and your family uh, in your couple relationship. Um, and so I want to give a little bit of a, a case example, as we always do, uh, to try to be a springboard for how we can have this conversation. So um, what we have is we have Camilla and Landon, and they have two kids, ages four months and five years old. And Camilla's done a lot of research on parenting styles and has always leaned towards a gentle parenting style. And Landon, he likes a lot of the ideas in this style of parenting, but also at times it feels like it's too lenient with the kids. And it also just takes a lot of energy for both he and Camilla. And so Landon would like to employ some more rules and boundaries in their parenting, uh, things like time out, removing privileges if needed, and then letting the kids stay with a sitter so he and Camilla can have some more time together. Camilla feels hesitant to do these things. And when the couple talks about their different views, they end up getting into heated disagreements, which just ends up leaving both of them feeling like they're not on the same page and that they're not a parenting team. And the difficult conversation ensues. Right. So this is, I, I really like the case study here um, because it does feel so relatable and common to what we hear yeah. a lot of the time. I think um it's important just to know that this is what it seems like on the surface, that I feel this way, you feel that way. I think this way, you think that way. Um, but this is a layered thing. Yeah. I mean, what's behind Camilla and Landon's feelings about this and thoughts about this and values about this is stories. It yeah. is values. It yeah. Is- yeah. And so so ideally, you know, if Landon and Camilla could just have this conversation in a way that, you know, quote unquote, worked, 
they would just be able to sit down reasonably, rationally express their different views and opinions and then come up with a collaborative solution. Right. So the how they work would yeah, be that, that they could have this conversation. That's how, that's how it worked. Right. But the why they don't was getting into what you were talking about. And the, the thing is, is that disagreements are not reasonable and, and rational. Disagreements are wrapped up in our stories. And as you were saying, those stories come with values, beliefs, feelings, experience, perception, perception. And, and, and in that way, what Landon and Camilla aren't just having a, a conversation about parenting styles, they're having conversations about values, beliefs, how they feel, what they experienced, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. Well, and, the other, sorry, go ahead. No, no, finish. Well, I think that what happens in these disagreements and where they turn unreasonable and irrational is that people start speaking more um, dogmatically and rigidly about things. Exactly. People start pushing each other. I feel like you're saying, so we'll just actually use the case study. I was getting ready to turn towards our relationship already, but um, Camilla feels like Landon's saying something kind of um, extreme. And then so Camilla gets more extreme. And right. then Landon so Landon gets Landon more says, extreme. You know what? Yeah, I think what we should do is we should start doing timeouts. Or really, I think how it happens more often is like, why can't we? It's like, sure. what, so what's so bad about a timeout? Right. And then Camilla hears, so you want to do timeouts. Right. And that's probably not at all. And and then yeah. there's probably a gathering of research and data and like, well, this is why, you know, that's a terrible idea. How could you want to do that? And and again, I can, I, I, the intensity of that probably isn't even, I, I mean, how Camilla feels about Landon. It's just, it struck something a value, a belief, an experience, a perception, a feeling that draws that um, sense of feeling maybe a bit threatened and then wanting to protect. Well, both people, right? right. So what happens right. here is the feeling of threat um, and then you go into protection mode, which often looks defensive and or aggressive. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's what happens. So I, I can't tell you how many times we have sat with couples when one person says, um, something about, we'll just use the timeout example. Um, they, they, you know, they consider timeouts and the person's like, I, I honestly never even said that. Like, that's not even what I meant. Right, I, right. I just tried one time to ask a question about like, so what's so bad about timeouts? And now it's this thing. Like, that's what I want to do. All I want to do is put our kid in timeout. Right. That's not even what I thought. That's not, that's not it. I, um, and I think that's what happens. People get, um, polarized. Yeah, fast. yeah, and they feel really defended because, re- really, if you might think about it, and maybe Camilla has a story of, you know what, maybe she did timeouts as a kid, and maybe that experience for her was not a really um, caring um, or gentle experience. It, it felt harsh. What, whatever it might be, you know, maybe she had to, you know, I don't go sit in a, a corner for ten minutes and that and be isolated. Um, from her caregivers, and that didn't feel good. And so, what happens is Landon maybe he he never did timeouts in in his experience as a kid, and but he's heard you know it's something that people do, and you know he he g- genuinely is saying like oh, how like why don't we do that? Is that something we should consider? But without the context of knowing that when Camilla hears timeouts, she goes to that place, that experience, those feelings, that value, you know, around that it, it becomes, 
instantly there, there's sort of there's a threat to her. There's a defensiveness, and it comes out in that way. And and you're off to the races in a back and forth kind of dynamic of a of a really difficult conversation because always it's not necessarily about the topic. It's about the story that informs the topic. Sure. I, I think probably almost never is it about the topic. I, I, mean, yeah, I didn't want to be so about, dogmatic, you know, but, <laughs> very but yes. Well played. Um, but what I was, what I was thinking is it, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, we were using the timeout sure. example, um, but I, I think, think about that for your own couple relationship. Like what are the things y'all get hung up on? And do you feel like you push one another towards extremes? And the, I think a great way to ask yourself this is what do you feel defended about? What mm-hmm. do you feel like you have to hold on tightly to? Because holding on to something tight is a defensive posture. Yeah, specifically about parenting and how you parent. Yes. What, what do you feel defended about? What do you feel like you're holding on tightly to? And, and, and then for your partner, what do you feel like they are defensive about? Because what is behind a defensive posture is always a feeling of wanting to protect. So I think we, I'm sure we've talked about this in a podcast before, but defensive, I think gets a bad rap. It, it always like, well, they're so defensive about this. Yeah. The, the flip of that is what is so, what is so important that you're protecting so strongly? Like that is the gentle question yeah. that has a much better chance of getting you inside of that defensive barrier than you're so defensive about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's such a, that's a much more um, curious and compassionate way to come. I love how you said that. What is so important about this conversation that you're, you're feeling like you need to protect something like that's, that is the way to um, invite a conversation as opposed to get stuck in kind of a back and forth of rigid, you know, you do this, you do that. No, this is the way it should be. No, you're wrong. You don't, you know, those kinds of conversations. The other thing, sorry, were you about to say something? The other thing I absolutely love about this conversation, this case study you put together, Stephen, is that one of the things that is almost always at the core of this different parenting styles conversation is the impact of the parenting style on the relationship itself and on the partner. Yeah. How I think it stands out to me how often we hear from the partner that is um, Landon in this scenario. Like, I see how heavy this weighs on Camilla. Mm-hmm. I see how taxing it is for her body, for their emotions, for their mm-hmm. just general spirit and wellness. And it seems like it's too much. And And I think what Camilla would say if Camilla was speaking here is like, I wish you'd be with me and I wouldn't have to feel so alone in it. But but Landon's not thinking that yet. They haven't right. had that part yet. What Landon is thinking is, I think what would be helpful is trying something else. Right. And Landon hasn't communicated that. Like, I see the impact of this on you. I'm scared. Sure. Or like, you are in postpartum depression and you're still... And there's a story behind that too. Like yes. when a partner feels like um, they're they're not having access to one another, you know, either way. Like there's, again, that's that's a story that's informing parenting as well and how you parent. And what the concerns are. Yes. Um, so if you even think about that, you know, Landon, you know, what he's what he's expressing is, I want to have time with you. I want to have time together. Uh, you know, these connective things. Um, and then considering how does parenting, parenting influence our relationship? How is it influencing it? And let's be honest, there's no way that parenting, any style of parenting does not influence your relationship and, and bring into kind of question like, what about us? too. 
I, I, I think that what about us is secondary. I honestly do. I think the primary thing is, I think it's, I think it's hurting you. Yeah. yeah. I I see, I see the ways that this is, um, I think they Mm -hmm. see it as a hurt. I think typically this Landon partner feels like the parenting approach that they are resistant to is doing something harmful to their partner. And they're saying, isn't there a different way? Couldn't we do Mm -hmm. something else? Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, and I think sometimes it feels to that parent, like you're wanting to harm our kid or you're wanting to do damage to our kid. And I think what that partner the Landon is saying, isn't that at all? I think they're just saying, I'm scared this is doing damage to you. And right. I'm willing to do a lot. Right. To, for to that s- not to happen. To see that not you to be well. And mm-hmm. then yes, because ideally then that would give us more time together and sure. we would have a fuller relationship and I would have access to you again. Yes. But mm-hmm. I do think first it's that this seems like it's not good for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think Camilla would say the same thing. This is, the reason this is important to me is because I don't feel like you're with me in it, and this feels extra hard on me because you're over there and not helping, and you're not shoulder to shoulder with me. Um, does that feel? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that that's true. I, I, I think that that is specifically how um, you know maybe even this conversation about you know a couple who's maybe the gentle parenting and, and those kinds First of things more, mm-hmm. kind of comes into play. So. Um, again, not trying to um, espouse a particular parenting style, but th- I do think that that is a dynamic that happens specifically with um, this parenting style as well at times. Yes, I think that, well, honestly, this is one of the most common ones we hear about. Um, but I think that, I think it's universal. I think that the impact of what is being communicated is what the other person sees the the impact of this parenting, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I, I do think that that translates. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and so, it, so I think a good self-reflection question, self-reflection question there is, what do you see the cost of parenting style on your partner? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you're protective about. What do you feel like the cost of the parenting style is on yourself? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then what do you think your partner is inviting you to? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, again, all of those questions are, are wrapped up in your values and your, and your beliefs and your experiences. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you think about your own personal story, um, you, you came into your partner relationship and having kids with sort of an idea of what you thought parenting was going to be like and what you thought your um, relationship um, as partners was going to be like. Uh, and, and I think that- You don't mean that to be like some are articulated. No, idea. no, 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 no. Just some people... sense, okay. some feeling, yeah. some kind of like, yeah. And what, what begins to happen, I think is as you're, as you're in it and doing it, these values and beliefs and expectations, feelings, they, they emerge. And oftentimes they emerge without you really knowing why, you know, so some, uh, uh, one partner might be like, I really want to do the gentle parenting thing. And they might not know why they might not know like, Oh, because, if I think about my experience, um, either I had something that was very similar to that or I didn't and I, I kind of want to have something different, whatever it might be, that shapes their values, beliefs, feelings, perceptions. And their partner is having the same experience. And I think a, a lot of times what happens is those things begin to speak to one another outside of a parenting partner's uh, awareness. Well, outside of even your own awareness. Even your own. Mm -hmm. And and so part of the process is, yes, recognizing that your disagreements are informed by your stories, but then also doing some of this thinking, reflecting on 
locating like what is your individual story when it comes to these these sticky points of disagreement imagining that for yourself and then thinking about well what could it be for my partner as well um what are their maybe stories and then asking like like sharing those things um together so when we talk about gentle parenting what i realize is this particular value is emerging or this particular belief is emerging or i feel this way because that's what informs the um the catching point and the intensity of the conversation sure i think yeah i, I mean I, I think that's where you and i see movement in a couple relationship yeah. beyond the the disagreement but you can take the, what feels difficult about it and feel felt in that. Right, exactly. Because you can argue philo- philosophical ideas and, and things like that all day long. Stephen and I know this personally because we can both do pretty great research and come up with 47 reasons to support our position. Sure. But that's never what we're arguing about. What is always behind the argument is the feeling or the story. And you will never feel felt by your partner until you understand their feeling about it, what what is informing that. The research is great. And sometimes sometimes that is um, is the piece, but those aren't usually disagreements. It's like, show me, help me understand. Right. And that, and that sort of, clears that up. What we're talking about here are the things that aren't based in the, well, show me the science on that. Yeah. Or even, or even sometimes, I mean, you know, there can be a lack of openness to even hear those things. And that's not because someone doesn't want to hear, but that's, that's, you just get stuck in dogmatic places. Right. If, if all you're arguing about is the topic and your different philosophical beliefs, you, you have to understand what again are the are the values that you're you're trying both to really defend and protect? Yeah, I think the research and the showing one another that is important. We actually believe that. Yeah, you 100%. should look at science and stuff. That's yes. important. <laughs> but also, if that doesn't clear it up, there's a reason. Yeah, I think that's what we're trying to yeah. say. Because yeah. a lot of times that does clear it up. Like, oh, I had no idea. Great, check. Yeah, implement yeah. that. Yeah. Here we go. I'm here. But but when that's like, no, 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 no. And I have 47 studies that shows this, that, and the other. That's when y'all are talking about something else. Like what is actually happening here? Yeah. I think that that's, that's actually a really nice rubric. You know, if, if, if it doesn't get cleared up with the, with the proof or the data, then there is something else going on. And, and that means that's important. Not Correct. that it should be brushed brushed aside or dismissed, or or that your that, partner's stubborn, or, or your partner should, or be, that you yeah. are holding on to something, whatever. Right. It just means something's important, and it's worth understanding what that is. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, in a lot of ways, the the process is first of all just recognizing there's a story that is always informing. Um, how you approach these difficult conversations. It's not really the topic. It's w- what is the story that shapes um, your values, your beliefs, uh, your feelings, your perceptions about what you're talking about. Um, and then also the process in terms of working through that is locating your own story, your partner locating their own story, and then you being curious enough to share that with one another to understand why this feels so important. Um, and again, it's not to prove a point. It's not to say I'm right, you're wrong. It's simply to understand what feels important to your partner and then for y'all to work together as a couple to try and 
uh, love each other by meeting those areas of importance. Well, I I just think I I, I mean we you and I I think are both holding a lot of like actual stories in our mind, but I think um, and it's hard to to communicate that because it's made up of thousands of stories. But that moment is really where, I, and I know I already said this, but where um, transformation happens. Yeah, because you feel felt. But I so Camilla and Landon, when Landon is able to articulate to Camilla the reason I consider timeouts time right is because when you respond to their every cry, I see how anxious it makes you. I see how scared you get, or I worry that you're going to get lost in your own anxiety about that and i'm going to i'm going to lose access to you that you're going to go away that and mm-hmm. and landon has a story that says i don't want that for you i know right. i know on your story or i know my own story i didn't have access to my mom in the way i wanted it that's not better for our kid right. trust me i know that so right. i'm willing to let them you know have 5 minutes of being uncomfortable if it means that they have a lifetime with you right. those right. types of things yeah. and, and that's the moment where camilla can say Oh, or Camilla can say, yeah, but when I'm doing that, it's because I feel like I didn't have someone who responded uh, to my needs or was present. And so that's why that that's what that's what the value and the belief is in me doing that. And if you notice that there's a very similar desire, that's a shared right? value, a, a, a Absolutely. very shared value. And then what and then what the conversation becomes like, OK, well, how can we do this in a way that that feels good to to both of us and and both of our um, sort of values and things that we just have expressed are really important. Yes, because I think what the the way you can come to that next step of like, so what can we do? Is because Camilla understands that the reason Landon is offering a counter position, whatever the position right. is, isn't because that position feels so important to them, but because they're trying to protect Camilla and in protecting Camilla, they're also trying to protect their kid. Yeah. And that is like, well, that I'm on board with. So like, what can we do that we both feel comfortable with and knowing that like, you're wait, you're actually concerned about me. Sure. You're concerned about the kid. Like, well that we share like, okay. And, and I think that, you know, protection is, it is about protecting one another, but also protection is always about protecting ourselves as well. Certainly. And so being able to, to recognize that maybe some of the beliefs and values we have um, are also self-focused and that's really okay uh, in, in parenting for you to, to be aware of like, oh, I might feel this way because there's a protective place for myself um, that, that gets activated, uh, being able to share those um, as well, uh, in terms of uh, you know understanding where one another is is coming from, I think, and I, I think we're saying the same thing, but i I think I have like a little bit of a hang up on that. But I think that area of self-preservation has to do with relational connection, though. I think, yeah, I identify as a mom, and I think that no part of my mothering feels particularly self-focused, sure. Except that what I deeply long for for our children is to feel that I am um, – what are the two words I always like? I'm not sure um, that you're available to them. Yes, or? the proximity and responsiveness, yep. that I am close enough to be able to respond. Like that's And, and that doesn't particularly feel self-focused, mm-hmm. but it is because yeah, 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 I sure. knew good connection with a mom. If you've heard any of our other podcasts, you know that. Like That was a really important and life-giving relationship for me, and I want that for our kids. Sure. Um, and so I'm willing to do a lot of things. I'm um, not always self 
healthy and promoting right. my right. own wellness. But that's a separate story here. But I think what I'm saying is like that that is a while I have it looking like it's towards my kids, that is a value yeah, of is. my own. Right. I, right. I and you're, you're and you're wanting to protect that value. Yes. With, and, and that's and I think fine. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's totally fine. You just need to know what those those things are. There's there's self-protective things. There's things where you're wanting to protect your partner. And and it goes back and forth. Um, and so again, the the process um, is recognizing that Whatever the difficult conversation is, in this case, parenting styles, it's really not about the topic. It's a well, the, like whatever in the, terms of how saying, you get how it becomes difficult. Yeah, what about the parenting style? Like that right. specific. Like what is that? Yeah, what are the stories that are that are informing that? And then being able to as as partners share those stories, the values, and the beliefs, the feelings, the things that have emerged from those places, so that you understand one another more clearly and then determining as partners how you want to express those values, beliefs, feelings, um, and experiences in your parenting. Um, and, and I think that ultimately the whole goal is if you, if you hear that process, it's a process you're doing together with each other and you're, and you're making a, a vision for what you want to do rather than, a tug of war where you're trying to get your partner to do this, to get your partner to do that or get convince them of this or convince them of that. It, that's a much more adversarial, threatening, defensive um, kind of interaction. Well, I think even more practically, like it's just a round and round sort of like banging your head up against a brick wall kind of conversation. And as parents, we're too tired to keep yeah. having those. <laughs> so I do think... Um, if for no other reason than just to get out of a stuck place. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is definitely an avenue and a path um, to getting out of that stuck place. If you want to find more actionable strategies that can help you and your partner build authentic connection, follow us at Couples Counseling for Parents and view our school of courses on our website, createyourcouplestory.com. That's at couples.counseling.for.parents and createyourcouplestory.com. Today's show is produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.